podcast time well, that's right benford tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast my name is adam you all know my co-host jordan good morning jordan what's up adam friday rolling <laughs> uh am i joe house or are you joe house neither i don't okay, good. i mean i don't want to be you you're welcome to if you want <laughs> i just figured you would bestow that role upon me i so liked I'm, joe I'm house about five years ago and uh i think it's one of those things where and I, no disrespect well maybe some disrespect to the person <laughs> just for me less is more um but i'm more of a uh I'm more of a, a Jack O fan, frankly. But th- we're not here to talk about other people's better, more famous podcasts. We're here to talk <laughs> about our own uh, home improvement podcast. I'm hoping some uh, article picks us up and says, you know, uh, floundering podcast insults. <laughs> Bill you know, Simmons I, wouldn't say, and I wouldn't say floundering because we're about where we usually are. But uh, yeah, uh, let's just say consistent podcast. Jordan, it's. You must ja- be in PR. It, <laughs> it depends on the day. Uh, it's January, you were going to say. Uh, it's January, and uh, we're working our way through the fifth season of Home Improvement. Uh, yeah, got, as we do. I got a lot of snow up here. I'm guessing the weather's nice down there. Um, you know, just just here to talk Home Improvement with you. <laughs> but uh, Weather. Weathercast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, all of that is to say that with January comes... Uh, well, Jordan, February, uh, which of course <laughs> is when the Oscars are. I and, like where this is going. And last year we did a thing where, uh, I mean, you know, I think my proclivity for film is uh, well documented on, on this podcast, as it is in most aspects of my life. I like to try to insert it into conversation. Um, but last year we did a thing where uh, I, I've already seen all the Best Picture nominations I actually had before they were announced. Humble brag. Super cool thing to tell people. Um and uh, we're, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you have not. Uh, I don't that, even know what they you are. You don't even know what they are. So great. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give you the title of a film that's nominated for Best Picture, and you're going to guess uh, succinctly what you think it's about. Now, I want you to be honest with me. And if, like, for instance, there are some of these you're going to know what they're about. Sure. So, sure. and if you do, I want you to tell me because that's I want us to be transparent. I, I yeah, think. I think we did that last year where I knew one of them, maybe mm-hmm. or maybe not. I don't remember, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's start with Black Panther. No, that would be that's probably <laughs> the one you've seen, right? Yeah, sure have. Okay. We can talk about that later. Sure. Uh, let's start with the favorite, and let me uh, give you a little clue here. Favorite is spelled uh, with the uh, British affectation, so F A V O U R I T E. So, what is the favorite about Jordan? Mm, I'm actually going to say it's based in India, back when the British ruled, and there is. Hmm, that's where it's set. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, guarantee, yeah. <laughs> guarantee. Yeah. So uh, there is a Indian um, woman who is treated kindly by an old British man. It sounds like you're describing Victoria and Abdul, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm just flipping the roles. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Victoria and Abdul, but in reverse. Okay. Uh, close. So per IMDb, everyone uh, likes a copycat film. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If there's one thing people want, it's uh, a role reversal. So an old man, an old royal man creeping on a young Indian well, woman. People see, you would really the, love to see you that. You put the creeping in there. I thought he was going to be sort of a benefactor of sorts, but yeah, you know, that's yeah, how I you know. roll. Hey, I know how the world works. My man. You're like, I just remember a few episodes when we were talking about uh, Sesame Street and Home Improvement crossovers, <laughs> and you went straight to the dirtiest so thing. I about- said hello until somebody pulls it out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the favorite, Jordan, uh, let me go ahead and say... Argh. So, synopsis, yeah, I know, you probably thought you got it. Uh, (laughs) I hope we're up for that one. In early 18th century England, a frail Queen Anne occupies the throne, and her close friend, Lady Sarah, governs the country in her stead. Uh, When a new servant, Abigail, arrives, her charm endears her to Sarah. Mm. You know, there seems to be a run on, like, royal-type films, I feel like. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Uh, I think that they are 
always popular. I, okay. I, I don't know that it's any different than it has been, but uh, I could be wrong. I've seen this movie. It's probably the strangest of the Best Picture uh, nominees. It's quite odd. but uh, That means it's, it's going to win, doesn't it? I don't know. It's probably too strange, I think. But, okay. Uh, Stranger I than like that fish one that won last year, right? It is weird. Well, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think... I don't know. I, I can't answer that, Jordan. Uh, We're going to find out in February, though. And, that's for sure. Uh, Jordan, call it by its name, The Shape of Water, if you don't mind. I think it's <laughs> heard fish, that. The, the fish, fish one. The fish one. All right, Jordan, can you, tell me, can you tell me a little bit about Roma, which is on Netflix and you could... And oh. I, I don't know if you've... I know that you subscribe and unsubscribe to Netflix kind of on a monthly basis, depending <laughs> on if you want to save money or not. So yeah. I don't know if you currently have a subscription, so but it, we're, it is So we're currently subscribed, but okay. I haven't opened it up in a few weeks, so I don't uh, know what's on there. Although okay. I did hear... I think I saw an article, maybe on Decider.com, shout out to Brett White, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that they were getting Monty Python on there, so I yeah, might, tune, there. In. I might tune in for that sometime. Yeah, that's not nominated month. for Best Picture, but... It should be. Yeah, it should be. All right, what's it called? Roma? Roma. All right. Uh, this one's more of a contemporary... I'm sick of, like, you know, going back to the 18th century, so I think this one's more of a contemporary film. <laughs> Safe bet. <laughs> so far (laughs) alright good good and uh, based in Italy and it's about um hmm it's about food and wine because that's what Italy's all about and it's basically like the same exact thing as when Conan went to Italy with George Sklansky but instead of Conan uh, it's a dolphin (laughs) sorry (laughs) did Um, I get anything right? There's dolphins in it, maybe? You got the first thing you said right, because it was perhaps the easiest uh, claim to make. Uh, There are no dolphins. Uh, Mm. Roma is a year in the life of a middle-class family's maid in Mexico City in the early 1970s. So it was more contemporary than uh, the favorite, but that's all you got right, my friend. Wow. So the person must be Roma, and it's not about Rome at all. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's beautifully shot. Uh, It's all black and white. It's... A lot of overhead. It's very slow. Yeah, there's a lot of overhead. A lot of a lot of depth of uh, you know depth shots and so on. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's not my favorite of the bunch, but uh, it's it's quality. People. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think's gonna win. Mm, yeah, I don't have to think Te- about it. Tease that for the end. Yeah. All right. Let me get back to the list here. Uh, Jordan, the list is gone. Uh, I'm <laughs> guessing you know. We're gonna, you know what a star is born is probably sure. I don't really know what it's about, but I know that Lady Gaga's in it and Bradley yeah, Cooper. Yeah, you can probably surmise enough about it. Wasn't that uh, a remake too or something? It's been, this is the third or fourth iteration of it. Wow. Were the what, other ones as successful? Is my question. Um, I think that the last one from the seventies had Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. I Ooh. bet that was successful because I think people uh, had Barbara fever. And I'm not talking about Barbara Walters, which I have, I have Barbara Fever. <laughs> Currently, that. yeah. That's kind of a perpetual thing that you can't cure. So, Jordan, tell me about Green Book. Ooh. Uh, so this is a little... This is a fantasy film, which doesn't typically make it into these very often. But uh, <laughs> this is a, a film where a kid goes into his backyard and he's searching, uh, just kind of doing what kids do and like having a little adventure. He pretends he's a paleontologist of sorts. He finds this green book uh, and it's dirty. He opens it up and then he's sucked into the book and he's able to travel um, to a a distant past uh, where he is now involved in some sort of, I don't know, conspiracy that he has to confront. Ding, ding, ding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Um... A working-class Italian-American bouncer becomes the driver of an African-American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s American South. So so, so close. Yeah, you were you were there. Uh, this is, I really like this movie. Uh, it, I think you would like it a lot. I think it's a movie that everybody's parents will like a lot as well. Uh, it's got heart. It's funny. I think there's been some controversy that the guy that wrote it maybe took some liberties with some things, but... Uh, you know that never happens. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird that that would happen. Uh, okay, so that is Green Book, and then I suspect the rest of these you'll know. Um, and I think the bit can go on too long, so sure. I'll just run run through them quickly. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, that's the other one. Black Panther. You know, Black Klansman. 
didn't think that would be that funny to have you speculate on necessarily, so we're going to skip that one. <laughs> Good call. Green Book, Vice, uh, that's the Dick Cheney film, A Star uh-huh. is Born, and then Roma. So Yeah, I never heard of Vice or the, uh, the Klansman one, actually, okay. so... Yeah, uh, it's a good so it's let, a good batch. Yeah, let's talk about Black Panther. Um, okay. What you would consider a real fake film? Maybe is that how you? Uh, would I like real movies, that? and I generally don't think of the comic book adaptation movies as real. But um, this I, one's I can, real, yeah, and it's, it's spectacular. It, indeed, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, deservedly here, and uh, this is probably. I mean, it's got it's the best uh, it's the best best of the batch in terms of the comic book movies, and uh, I'm glad I got nominated. And I do consider this a real movie, and uh, and that's that. So who do you think? Who uh, who do you want to win? Who do you think is going to win? Movie wise, yeah. Uh, I want. You know what? Uh, I think it would be. (laughs) I think it would be cool if Black Klansman won. Okay. But that would be that would be pretty crazy. Um I don't want Bohemian Rhapsody to win because I don't didn't think it was that good. Uh I think Roma I wasn't super fond of, so maybe I wouldn't want that to win either. Any of the other ones I'd be okay with. Vice will not win. It's probably too liberal even for like a liberal Hollywood. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, if I had my way, Black Klansman would win. My pick, uh, my official home podcast pick for what will win Best Picture is going to be Roma. So, All right, you heard it here first, guys. You don't even have to watch the show. Yeah, so. I think I, uh, those will come true, almost certainly. Well, uh, I'm glad I got my daily dose of, uh, or yearly dose of Oscars. We don't, Jordan, we're not doing this every I, day. I OD'd on, on my daily Let's dose of Let's talk about Oscars. another Oscar-nominated uh, piece of media, Jordan. Yeah, it should have been, uh, even though it's, you know. 22 minutes and it's a uh, TV? <laughs> TV <Yeah>. show. <laughs> but it transcends rules. all categories, and that I is... I heard Dolores was nominated for Best Supporting. Uh, something like that. Why wouldn't she be the uh, lead in this role? Tim Allen's always the lead of Home Improvement, Jordan. It's, well, he's, not, up, he's top of the call sheet. All right, fine. All right, uh, episode 118, When Harry Kept Dolores, written by John Vandergriff, who did Twas the Flight Before Christmas when Tim and Al were stuck in an airport. This one aired February 20th, 1996. Title reference, When Harry Met Sally. I'm assuming you've seen that movie. I've even seen that movie, so. Seen it, like it. Seen it, like it. Is it your favorite Meg Ryan, or do you like You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle better? Uh, I like this one the best because uh, I ride for Billy Crystal. Yeah, he's amazing. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have seen him in Monsters, you seem, Inc.? You seem like you'd be a big... I bet you you probably do really like Billy Crystal, don't you? I do. Uh, yeah, analyze I do this and analyze that. I don't I like, like those, those as much. Um, I mean, they're I silly, but I enjoy them. I, you know a movie we both probably like that we should talk about sometime? City Suckers. Ooh, it's been so long since I've seen that. That might be, that might make it into the uh, bonus episode category. You know what else isn't that bad? City Slickers too. <laughs> Usually those are terrible. I know, but it's not that bad. All right, City Slickers coming, <laughs> Slickers, Sickers, uh, coming to a podcast near you, maybe March 2019. We'll nah, see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, alternative titles. How many you have? Four. This this is a it's a really really bad bunch. I just I, I just couldn't couldn't make it work this morning. We're about to have seven <laughs> terrible alternative titles, and I'll let you go first. Okay. Hardware heartache. <laughs> okay. That's the best one. So. All right. I went for probably the lowest hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. A hairy situation. Mm, I feel like we've done something like that before. <laughs> probably a hairy something, uh, but. Right. Uh, the in touch tool man. All right, all right. Uh, this will only work if you're a big Alan Jackson fan, which I know you are. You might be surprised. Little bitty country ditty with Timmy. Like it. Don't know the song, but I like what you did. <laughs> all right, last. I'm not going to comment on mine. I'm just saying them, and we're yeah, moving on. just moving on quickly. Breakup bliss. I mean, they're not bad, I guess. They're just stupid alliterations, which are yeah. lazy. The Plight of Tim's Insights. That's a good one. La- oh, God, this one. <laughs> All right, whatever. Divorce and Dolores. 
<laughs> that's my favorite. Everybody hates you. Everybody wishes that you were dead. Peter, you suck. All right. Uh, you got one that's, more? You good? No, that's that's all for me. you have any more? No, that was it. All right. Thank save God. the best for last. Thank God. Those are terrible. Devorous. <laughs> I even had to spell it differently so I knew I could say it right. Yeah. Dolores. No qu- uh, I don't know about you, but whenever uh, they're saying Dolores in this episode, I can't help but think of Seinfeld. <laughs> I was think- I was trying to think of uh, some some way to incorporate that, but it didn't work. So. Yeah. All right. Let's Sorry walk through that. the episode. Yeah, let's walk through it. We're going to open on Tool Time. Tim and Al are hanging out in the crowd and quickly walk down. Oh, uh, they've crazy. got a special guest. This is crazy, man. It was pretty. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't know it was coming. Uh, How could you? Yeah, it was crazy. They really faked us out. All right, so. Kind of awesome. The special guest is a 1950 Mercury, or is it the owner of the 1950 Mercury? And it's Alan Jackson, the country star. Adam, do you like country music? Here's the thing, Jordan. Uh, spent my whole life not really paying attention to it, but telling people I hated it because I thought ah, this is just like cards all over again. I thought that it was cool. Uh, when you're 80, you're gonna all of a sudden be like, I love comic book movies. I'm doing AMSR. No, but yeah, I think like the last couple years being with Kirsten, she listens to a lot of country, and I've I've grown an appreciation for it, and I do. I really like Alan Jackson's voice. His uh, 5 O'Clock Somewhere with Jimmy Buffett. Oh, man, that's good stuff. You can't beat that. Uh, so, yeah, I was excited. And uh, I knew this song, of course. It's uh, Mercury Blues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was doing some research. I wanted to, I don't know. I was just like. You wanted I, to tease it out a little bit? I just wanted to get a lot of. I, I want, yeah, it's pretty long. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to find out more about it. And uh, people were excited about this in the moment when it happened. And uh, I guess it was a, a pretty big surprise uh, when he just kind of popped up. And uh, it's weird because, you know, they give him the whole, I think it's the whole song. And it it's, lasts, it's four minutes almost from yeah. the start to the finish. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good. The only complaint that I have is the cutting to, like, Tim inside the car with the cowboy hat because, like, he's not doing anything, like, of substance. And, like, I, I guess they feel obligated to show, like, Tim Something and different. Al yeah. and um, Heidi, et cetera. But, like, that's kind of dumb. But uh, I really like the rendition and, and so on. I, Alan Jackson comes out and, like, I don't know, you can just tell he's not real comfortable because he's mumbling all of his lines. Like, yeah, I could not he's very he soft-spoken. It's, yeah. it's funny how that happens with, like, someone who is a big, like, country star, goes yeah. around travels, and I'm sure on TV and all these other things, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they come on a TV show and just are a little little soft-spoken. And Yeah. Hey, Jordan, I know we didn't talk about this, but I think we got to play a clip of this. I mean, we're not going to get a lot of chances <laughs> to play clips with Alan Jackson. Do we really? I think we have to, yeah. So let's go ahead and play it. But yeah, Jordan, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty cool opening scene. I, I liked it. Uh, I'm always excited to have new things on here, and uh, yeah, seeing a uh, a star uh, of country music perform an entire song is uh, is pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah, I was, I guess maybe I had a little different reaction than you did. I was okay. just very confused about what was going on, and mm-hmm. then it was very long, much longer than I thought it needed to be. Uh, well, let me. What, what do, when you say you're confused about what was going on, what do you mean? <laughs> I can probably explain it to you. <laughs> Well, who is this guy? What was he doing? What's music? I don't uh, understand. Okay, yeah, well, that bigger, would give me bigger. some context. You need more yeah. time, more time than that. Yeah. I don't know. I just was wonder. I mean, there's no surprise here. This has no bearing on what happens in the rest of the episode. I know, but I don't know. Does the cold open always have to? Does it ever? Is the real question. I guess, yeah, more often it doesn't than it does. But I don't know, I just thought this was cool. I feel like if you're going to have a star on the show, usually it does have more than one tiny little self-contained thing. Like, he's not mentioned at all. I don't know. It was a bit strange to me, but that that does happen. The crowd does love it, like you said. Like, they're, they pan to him a couple times, and they're hooting and hollering. And yeah, who big, wouldn't? 
Who wouldn't? Al and Heidi do a little dosy do Tim struggles with his cowboy hat. Heidi then faints, and Tim breaks off a knob in, in the car. So yeah, the, Tim's, the Tim stuff is dumb. Like, they just, like, cut to Tim, and you can tell, like, Tim Allen, the actor, doesn't really know what to do. And he just, like, keeps sort of fiddling with his hat. Well, we, yeah, we, he's we sitting there for four minutes. What is he supposed to do? We don't need to see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty long, but, you know, a great rendition. My opinion, not long enough. Double it. Double it. Give me a whole concert and then just skip the episode. I guess, uh, and maybe the reason I knew this song is because I, a little bit after this, it became like uh, Ford. Ford used it for commercials. There you go. This rendition. He can big, thank Tim for that. You big Ford man, Jordan? <laughs> Henry Ford. Uh, love Mu- him. Museum. <laughs> Uh, uh, next scene at home alan jackson is cooking dinner (laughs) alan jackson walks in and seduces jill man that'd be awesome and he mumbles and you can't tell what he's saying that would have been a better episode yeah but uh we got too much with that with ron Dahl, so they don't want to do that again instead tim is cooking dinner or preparing dinner of some sort and they're gonna have over harry and dolores for dinner I guess they've been going back and forth. It's a it's a social courtesy, and Tim tries to explain that to... I don't remember which boy. Is it Brad or Randy or both? Both. But, yeah, Tim says it's a vicious cycle, and I hope it ends with your generation. And Randy's more concerned about the ozone layer. And uh, what a great line, and he just bounces after that. Home improvement being woke. Uh, so woke. What was that? What was that? <laughs> woke zone. <laughs> Talk about that woke zone layer, though. Uh, yeah, well... I don't guess I don't really have anything to add on. Uh, what do you think? The, was he, the, was he, the, go, you go. I was going to say, what do you think he's preparing? It looked like uh, spaghetti squash okay. to me. My question's better, so I'm going to ignore yours. Um, <laughs> do you think that the ozone concerns, was that like a, that's like a thing that people were worried about predating global warming? It was, it was like ozone, hole in the ozone, like the uh, global warming of the 90s? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's somehow like repairing already. So that's why it's less of a concern now. Oh, it's repairing itself? I don't know if it's repairing itself or there's some sort of stuff that we're doing to com- like contribute yeah, to that, but sure. from what I've heard before, I think it is progressing. Do you, like, do you think it's the Space Force that was set up that's helping? Probably, and I also think when Randy left the show, uh, John oh, went Taylor to- Thomas, he probably yeah. tackled this himself, and that really did a lot. Yeah, uh... You mentioned at the end how they just, like, bounce. I think, like, later on, they're like, oh, we're going to the mall. Bye, Mom. We're walking. <laughs> bye, the bye. suburban mall in the winter. That's... Well, right, it's whatever. right down the street, as it always is, so <laughs> yeah. we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, let me find myself here. You know what would explain them just leaving all the time? It kind of goes back to that article that says that, you know, the Taylors are not, like, a middle-class family. Maybe they have a chauffeur just waiting to drive them around <laughs> at any point. At any point. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. If, like, it'd be cool if, you know, at the end of the show's run, like, you get to see Wilson's face, and you also find out they had a chauffeur the whole time. It's Benny. It's, it's Benny. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hear Benny do more jokes about almost getting a job in this episode. He literally says it, like, twice. He's like, oh, we just had to look at the wanteds. <laughs> that was all improvised. I bet, yeah. Those are, all, those are the kind of jokes that you just can't write. They gotta come uh, organically. All right, so... Harry and Dolores arrive, and mm. uh, you know they're bickering right away. We've we've seen them together before, so we know that this is kind of their dynamic. But uh, it's uh, it's fast and it's furious here. Uh, they come in, and Dolores is upset because she lost her hours at the coffee shop. Mm. Um, they got cut down to like one day a week from full time, you know, full time, which is a tough break. <laughs> yeah. I would say. I'd say. I hope you have some emergency savings because that's trouble. Debilitating. Oh um, my gosh. Harry, uh, they just like Harry has a lot of good lines uh, throughout this episode, kind of like zings and burns. She she mentions that she was uh, she they didn't cut the hours of the like pretty young waitress, and Harry mentions that she's like sixty. Uh, there's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, Dolores mentions that she wouldn't even have to work if Harry ran the hardware store more effectively. Uh oh. Yeah, and uh, if she were there, she could double the profits. You know, the thing is, she's not wrong. Harry does run the hardware store ineffectively. He just gives stuff away and lets his friends hang around, make customers uncomfortable, etc. So there is uh, improvement to be uh, a home improvement, rather to uh, to be made here to Harry's <laughs> hardware store. But uh, Tim says, "Yeah, you women- thought Al was going to change a lot of stuff, and it didn't happen. I guess I don't know." Uh, Tim says women don't belong there. Uh, Jill does not like this, <laughs> and things kind of spiral out of control from 
that moment. Tim does that thing where he like says something that he immediately regrets. Yeah, he, you know, he's like trying to backtrack immediately when Jill says, "Where do they belong?" Mm-hmm. And he, he tries to make it better. He doesn't do a great job. Jill does. Like, su- he says like laundry room and yarn barn or something. Yarn barn beauty parlor. Parlor. Beauty parlor. Okay, laundry room. That would be worse, I guess. I thought he was gonna say like kitchen and be like, Tim. Uh, Jill supports Dolores because she wants to go work at the hardware store as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that helps the financial situation necessarily, unless she does shape things up. But Harry stands up and he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And then Dolores takes charge and says yes, and she wins this battle. Yeah. Uh, let me cut to the next scene. This was this was probably my biggest laugh of the episode, is like Jill standing by the door and the car is like driving <laughs> away. And she says... Harry, slow down so Dolores can get in. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. And uh, Tim, as they come in, there's an argument here. Tim says, thanks a lot. Now my refuge is gone. Mm-hmm. Now he's just going to have to hang out at Big Mike's or something, I guess. He I don't keeps know. talking about how they do guy stuff at the at the uh, hardware store, which makes it sound like kind of like gross. <laughs> I don't know. It makes it sound you know entirely more salacious than it actually is, like all this guy stuff they're doing, but... Yeah, eating donuts and drinking coffee. And yeah, like all they're doing is like kind of vaguely complaining and uh, I don't know having mundane conversations. But yeah, he, now we just do that on the internet. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't meet up to do I that anymore. Hashtag it with uh, <laughs> eight or nine things. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's really about it. They yeah. they kind of bicker, and it's a, it's a short scene, and and then we move to the hardware store. Yeah, Harry's and, hardware. Here's hardware, and Benny and Marty are searching for donuts and coffee, and Dolores is there because she's already made some changes. Apparently, she got rid of the donuts, hid the coffee maker, and she says, no loitering, either buy something or get out. You better get out of there. You get out. Uh, the donut thing I get, the coffee pot, I don't know, what harm is that doing? But, you know, I guess she's cutting costs, uh, you know, in a, the only way she knows how. Um, Harry can write off those donuts, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure Harry files his taxes. He definitely doesn't owe a few thou to the IRS. Uh, she keeps calling Al. Al, who is a part-time owner, uh, has been uh, turned into a stock boy, and she calls him Stocky Boy, which <laughs> is just plain mean, frankly. <laughs> she uh, she must have got that one from Tim. Yeah, uh, she makes him go across the street and get her some tea. Tim arrives, um, and you know he he wants to complain. Uh, he's driving Jill's Nomad. And he started, you know, I'm driving my wife's car. She's got crumbs all over the seat. There's no gas. Like, why can't she do better? Uh, and then Dolores steps in and is like, well, <laughs> maybe it's because she's going to school and raising kids and keeping the house clean. And, and, uh, and then the crowd's low clapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet, yeah, I bet the crowd was really on Dolores' side this episode. Uh, uh, and Tim is kind of put in his place. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh, I'm surprised... Um, do we see this a lot of the... Com- I guess we do every once in a while. We do see the complaining at the hardware store. So I guess this makes sense. Harry comes out. Um, she has reordered the stock room. She has changed everything as we talked about. Tim and the boys basically implore him to take a stand. And it's time to stand up for your boys. Get her out of here. Retake, I don't know, your manhood. All those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Harry gives it a shot. He... I don't know. He plucks up all of his courage. He, I don't know. He raises his voice a little bit. Dolores says, you know, it's time for your friends to butt out. And who comes first? It's either your friends or me. Mm -hmm. Little did she know that Harry was going to say friends. And Dolores says, bye. Bye bye. She says, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not just gone from the hardware store. She's gone from his life forever. Goodbye. And Harry does not go after her, although Tim, at this point, realizes that something very bad has happened and tries to convince him to do otherwise. Yeah, I mean, Tim feels, I think... Guilty? He feels guilty throughout this whole episode. I don't know that it's really his fault, but he he does feel guilty. He didn't help the situation? Yeah, he did kind of ask him to... Yeah, you're right. He's he's somewhat at fault, but uh, I can't believe you skipped the size size doesn't matter joke. That was in the the scene. I did laugh at that, you know? It's classic. Classic home improvement humor. But yeah, so, I mean, what was it? Divorces or Dolores? Divorce and Dolores. Ah, okay. All right, next scene. Uh, Du Bois are all smoking stogies uh, (laughs) in the hardware store. Like, this is why you're not running a successful operation. You're smoking cigars, like, customers are back there. Uh, 
Marty, who is a deadbeat husband in his own right, is just very happy about this whole thing. Benny is like, you know, making his jokes about Marty not, is not basically Benny, but married. That's it. Yeah, for now. Uh, yeah, Marty does not deserve Nancy. I know I've said it once and I'll say it again, <laughs> but she is way too good for Marty. Uh, Harry overslept. He's not in yet. Also, you know, before I get to that, I was surprised by Al's, uh, he's smoking a cigar. He's kind of into the whole thing as well. Typically, Al would be the one that's like, hey, guys, this isn't great. We need to patch things up. But maybe because he was relegated to Stocky Boy, he just doesn't feel as bad about it. Yeah, moment. absolutely. He he did not like Dolores and what she was doing. So he does join Dim Boys, which means Tim is kind of on the other side for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harry overslept. Um he comes, you know, Tim says, you know, I, I'm worried about him. I think he's gonna really upset. He comes in, he's singing, he's extremely, exceedingly happy. Uh, Dancing, he brought, prancing, brought all Benny that stuff. donuts. Uh, he's willing to give Tim a saber saw. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just like, t- it's a lot of jokes where it's like, uh, you know, hey, Harry. Life couldn't get better, basically. Yeah, like, Harry, aren't you a... Do do you have any regrets about this? And he's like, yeah, I regret that I didn't do it sooner. I do like at the end of the scene, he like dances into the stock room, which uh, it's a really good dance. I wish there was a gif of it somewhere because it's like a, it's a really good prance. You know, you could make your own. I know, but I know I won't. So why even talk about it? You know, (laughs) it won't resonate with others as well. No, for sure. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Tim is, uh, he's taken on patching this up for whatever reason and uh he's got his work cut out for him <laughs> it seems like it so we move at home jill is reading a thank you note from dolores uh how nice she says and brad says why doesn't it have harry on there and apparently um i don't i don't know if that's supposed to be like she wrote this after i don't they split understand up or... this this uh, little note thing it doesn't amount to anything but also doesn't really make that much sense you know like what's the timetable here I mean, truly, this note is actually from Alan Jackson. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I don't know this note. It, I'm not even going to focus on the note because it doesn't matter at all. Sure, and it, it, it just like leads to they don't really know what to do with the boys in this episode, so they keep having no. the boys sort of ask questions. Is about, Mark like, even in this episode? I don't remember him. I don't. Wait, wait, was, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because there's that one scene where you can see a plane flying by. Out I was going to say, was he up in with Wilson? No, I don't think so. I don't know. The boys are just, like, asking questions about why things are, like, why we have to write notes to people. Why do people have dinner parties? They really just want to understand more about adult life. Uh, Which is not at all what kids their age would be interested in, I don't think. Man, speak for yourself. (laughs) You love Uh, dinner parties at the age of 14. I love learning about them. Uh, uh, What'd you do? (laughs) Made too many good jokes and I'm getting arrested for it. Uh Uh-oh. Too many hot jokes coming out of this place. Uh... Tim arrives and uh, he tells Jill, you know, that like they're they're not together yet. I don't know why they would be so fast. They're still apart. No, I think uh, I think this is the the news of the split. She didn't know until now. Oh, she didn't know. Okay, so she mm-hmm. yeah she she learns of the split. Uh, and this is where Tim has his first insight, Jordan. Wow. And uh, I kind of like this whole. This I did little, too, actually. Little as well, he. I mean, like he's just he's his concern about them getting back together. He says something like. You know, Harry is acting like nothing's wrong, but I know deep down it is. And his kind of concern, and Jill is, she likes it. She appreciates it. She's shocked. He's becoming an incredibly sensitive man. Uh, (laughs) And I like Tim's response as well. He's really good. What is he like? No, like, oh, no. He's trying to, like, backtrack immediately. And he's like, you just want to convince yourself that you didn't marry your father. And she's like, bam, another insight. And he's like, oh, God, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty funny. Uh, I do do like the, the insightful Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of, I don't know, he just sort of storms off, uh, to the side he, storm, he doesn't storm off. He doesn't? She tries to, like, jokingly lure him to the dark yeah. side, basically. Yeah, he storms off. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't know, maybe you and I have different versions of storming off, but I guess looked, so. that, that looked like a storm to me. Alright, well, uh, he storms his way outside, I guess, then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then a, a whole new storm, uh, arrives in the form of Wilson. So storm better Wilson? Play, better play a clip. Hurricane Wilson? Hi, Wilson. Well, howdy ho, good neighbor. I was just on my way over there to wish you and Jill a happy Terminalia Day. Happy Terminalia Day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's this one all about? Ah, Terminalia Day? Well, this is a Roman festival where neighbors bond with each other in order to promote the spirit of community. Wonderful. How do they do that? Well, traditionally, they slaughter a suckling pig and then they splatter their fences with his blood. 
Well, I've slaughtered a marriage this week. Bring on the pig. <laughs> Trouble with you and Jill? No. Trouble with Harry and Dolores. Oh, so you're telling me that Dolores and Harry may bid each other a not so fond of you. This has nothing to do with a bowl of hot cheese. <laughs> It's about a couple that shouldn't be splitting up. He's singing and dancing about it, but I know differently. I know somewhere this guy still loves her. Somewhere inside he loves her. I know that. Tim, that is so insightful. <laughs> Don't start with me. Just give me some advice on how I can help my good friend Harry. Well, have you tried talking to him? Yes, I've tried talking to him. I go to the hardware store, I've called him a couple times, but he's acting like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Tim, I'm reminded of the French author Andre Gide, who wrote, it is not by plugging away at a difficulty that one can overcome it. Often it's by working on the difficulty next to it. Ah, I did not know that. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is if you're having trouble getting through to Harry, why don't you try to approach Dolores? Hmm. Talk to Dolores. Mm -hmm. I could do that. Mm -hmm. Or shove my head in a bench grinder. Tim, uh, well, Wilson, I should say, is celebrating, what is the word, Adam? Terminalia, Jordan. <laughs> I just said it. Terminalia. Listen to me. Terminalia Day, uh, which is a bonding and community celebration from Rome, which usually involves pig slaughter. And Tim uses that as a great segue, speaking of the slaughter that he has laid down with Harry and Dolores and their marriage. And Wilson also continues this thread of, like, recognizing Tim's insight here. Yeah. Uh, and and Tim is concerned. He's acting like nothing is wrong. Or Harry's acting like nothing is wrong. Tim is acting and, like a lot is wrong. That's too much. <laughs> Tim Very is taking meddlesome. all of the concern that Harry does not have and yeah. putting it on himself. And Wilson says, well, if you can't fix the direct thing, maybe work on something right next to it that is... Uh, you know, affected by it, and that would be Dolores. And Tim says, "Yikes, this is going to be a tough job." So, little, but does, he, little does he know that it's only going to take a couple of minutes. <laughs> well, twelve hours, if you ask me. Well, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Tim, uh, a good friend in this episode. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Um, I have a kind of a major question, but I'm going to save it for the very end for our general discussion because. Well, I just have a major question. I'm just going to tease it now. So stick, right. around, stick around stick for another around. five minutes. Stick around. It's going to be right. interesting. We're at the diner. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, <laughs> you love that show too, don't you? Guy Fieri's in the corner, backward sunglasses. He's trying their veal sausage. I was going to say, what do you think this place is known for? Veal sausage. <laughs> Gross. Venison, bacon. All right. Uh, Tim tries to talk to Dolores. Uh, she is surly per usual. Um... Probably the, I think the funniest part of this scene is this guy that wants coffee and she's just, you know, she just kind of shouts at him. Eventually, like, she does give it to him and he says, is this decaf? She says, is that what you want? He says, yeah. He says, then that's what it is. Uh, that was a pretty good line. Uh, Tim is just, like, trying to convince her that Harry is upset, but he also keeps telling her how happy he seems, which just, I don't know, I'd just maybe lie and say that. <laughs> he isn't actually happy if you want to get this done faster. Um, eventually, after some convincing, he, he uh, is able to get her to, to go talk to him. He says, hey, go do it now. I'll cover your shift, which would never happen in real life. They're laying off. Say... If, if, they're laying, if they're laying people off or cutting hours, like this is not a good move for her necessarily. But, you know, maybe she's not worried about it. Maybe uh, they're happy about it because now they've got this famous tool man as a kind of a guest server for the day. Super famous. Um, Dolores, before she leaves, calls Tim sensitive, and uh, you know the insightful uh, toolman uh, shtick continues. I guess sure does all the way home. And at I was home. I was disappointed that we didn't get to see Tim in the diner, but uh, they saved some of that for bloopers. Yeah, yeah, they were gonna they, they weren't gonna let you go without that, yeah. of course. At home, Jill is studying. Tim comes in late. He has covered her twelve hour shift, so real dedication here by Tim. They're going to work, and it sounds like Harry and Dolores decided to work things out. So all is well that ends Pretty well. Pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, there's there's no reconciliation scene or anything like that. Yeah, which they, is gave, a, they gave it to Alan Jackson, which was, was gonna, worth it. They should have just done music, like one of his songs. Uh, they should have done like an SNL thing where like montage. He, he, no, he comes in again midway through the episode and does another song. <laughs> and yeah, Alan Jackson, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
real missed opportunity there, but instead, uh, Tim is, you know, Jill is still impressed by Tim and all the lengths that he's gone to here. And then they, you know, continue this kind of a joke where something actually happened to me. I'm, I'm afraid my depth might alienate me from my shallow friends. And Jill says, you can go a bit too far. And they try to bring back the old Tim. Yeah. They wonder, Tim, can you grunt? Oh man, this is funny. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to grunt. She gives him a very suggestive and aggressive kiss, and it comes right out of him. He, uh, his, his, his grunt, he does arg, arg. It's pretty good stuff, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she lays one on him, and he, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. So Your uh, grunt has improved tremendously. That was really good, wasn't it? Jeez, yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to let that one go by. It's, it's almost like you do this for, what is this, like year 10 of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I've got gray hair just from doing home improvement podcasts. So, uh, roll well. We we got to talk about the bloopers. Uh, so then we go to the bloopers, and we do get Tim in the diner, <laughs> and you know, part of this is good, part of it's not. Um, so he's like, "There's two guys at the counter, and one of them is uh, what's it? We've seen this guy before. We have. I don't remember the don't context, remember episode... but it was the same joke. Okay, wasn't okay. It? I rem- it's the episode where Tim sees Nancy." in the shower yes. and they're dancing at big mics and like i don't know if he's like trying to dance with this dude or whatever and the guy's like i don't i don't go for that sort of thing yeah uh and it's really funny when he says it so like tim uh he gives one guy like toast he's like all right toast for you uh fruit and the guy like thinks he's being called a fruit which of course is very very funny um Hilarious. and uh, the guy's like i don't go for that sort of thing which is very funny i love that they are low-key giving this guy like a tagline and he's been in <laughs> a couple of episodes now he does, he's not credited he doesn't have a name but he does have a catchphrase and it's oh, i don't go for, i don't go for that sort of thing uh which i like and uh then we roll credits fade to black when harry kept dolores yeah, 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 yeah. Adam, a nickel for your thoughts. Yeah, all right. Um, let me first ask my major question that I had throughout this episode. Okay. Uh, Tim keeps saying how he's so sure that Harry is uh, upset deep down and bothered by the Dolores thing. We don't ever see any of that. It's possible that it's not true and that he is just genuinely happy and they should not be together in divorce and he's a better person with them not being together. That's just my question. Like, how, why is Tim like so convinced that Harry is miserable deep down? We we see no evidence of that. Listen, you know, Tim has spent year upon year upon year in the hardware store mm-hmm. with Harry, just getting to know him, having these dinners together, and he knows that you know Harry's just putting on a show. I don't mm-hmm. know how he knows it. I guess they must have a very close friendship, aren't they? Didn't they go back to high school together? Uh yeah, I do think they mentioned that. Early on, yeah. so it must be just the fact that he knows his friend so well. I don't, I don't know how else do you explain it because, yeah, based on Harry's behavior, all the things he says in the episode, all the things that Harry and Dolores do together yeah. that we've ever seen, there's no other way to justify it, really. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I would have been nice if maybe Harry was maybe vulnerable for a second, like when he comes to see. You know, Tim at that other episode for the vasectomy. Yeah, right. I don't know. That's a small just, scene of that or something. Maybe would have made more sense. But then you got to cut the Alan Jackson song. We know they're not doing that. <laughs> All right. No uh, so that. that was my question. Highs and lows. Um, highs. There are some good lines. Uh, I feel like I laughed a good amount. Harry and Dolores' banter is generally pretty funny. Dolores at the diner is funny. Uh, Harry pulling away in the car. Uh, I thought Tim's insight, pretty much every scene where that was mentioned was pretty funny. So yeah, it is a funny, well-written episode. Um, I kind of appreciated the focal point of the episode not being a member of the Taylor family. That doesn't yeah. happen very often. Uh, not even really a member of the main cast. Like, Harry and Dolores are not, you know, they are tertiary characters to be sure, and they're kind of carrying the episode. So that was cool as well. And then, of course, uh, Alan Jackson opening. I mean... It's uh, you know, it's Jay Leno esque and it's it's quality and uh, I was I was very excited. If you get Jay Leno on that stage with Alan Jackson, then you got something. That's what we call the trifecta. Uh, uh, lows, I'm not done. <laughs> I thought you just this was your favorite episode we've no, ever covered. No, I have lows. Um, kids don't have anything to do. They just walk into rooms and ask questions about. Mark it doesn't even appear. <laughs> Mark isn't even in the episode except for maybe when a plane goes by. Um. Sort of the conclusion is anticlimactic with Tim just like they go and talk, we don't see it, and then Tim comes home and he's like, Yeah, I guess they're gonna work it out. Like, I don't know. I, I, I guess they ran out of time, but it would have been nice to see that. 
Uh, um, and I didn't need to hear Benny make jokes about looking at the Juan ads anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good episode, and I agree with a lot of things you said. I I guess I didn't. The Alan Jackson stuff just. I feel like they had good stuff in the episode that they could have extended on. Like you said, there were scenes that we missed. So this is another case of, like, why is this included here? It doesn't right. it doesn't really need to go here. But maybe they're just, you know, they have a wealth of such good content, they have to just stick it in at this, yeah, <laughs> at this point. So, the, I mean, right. it's disappointing that the boys really have nothing to do. I do find it strange. You mentioned this before we started recording that we've learned a lot and had a lot of Harry episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't had an Al episode in oh, man. Yeah. forever, You're which right. is a bit a bit strange to me. But yeah, what was, what's the last Al episode? Man, I don't even know because we've been on the season for so long. I can't even recall what it would have been. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. I think we can agree on that. So I, I would say maybe I didn't like it quite as much as you did, but I did I did like it. Uh, another good episode for season five. Lots of good lines and laughter, and I'm just always happy to see a story of reconciliation work out. So, win for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one thing I've always known about you. You love reconciliation stories. I live for reconciliation. So, with that, we're going to move over to Sean's social media corner. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to thehomeandpodcast.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Home and Podcast. If you are uh, wanting to support us besides just listening to an episode, you can review us on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. You can also go to patreon.com slash home and podcast. Support us for as little as a dollar a month and get bonus episodes like the condo cast that we did earlier uh, that will be coming out. Well, I think it already was posted for Patreon subscribers and there's going to be a preview coming out uh, already came out earlier this week. And we're going to do Tim's stand-up, and we've done several other episodes, and possibly City Slickers with Billy Crystal. 100% so, City Slickers is happening. That's right. So I think we should do both. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> Combine them, one hour. and two? Yeah, we definitely get to One and hour. two, yeah. And hopefully those are ones we have to purchase, because they're not available somewhere. Um, and I got, I'm just going to use a library hookup, but we can, we can talk about that offline. Let's take this right. offline. Let's take this offline. Again, go to patreon.com slash home and podcast. Adam, what's going on on Twitter? Twitter. Poll this week. Which are you most afraid of? 23 total votes. Uh, I asked this in relation to planes, and yet planes got 0% of the vote. Um, not scary. Evidently not. Uh, 9% said the Conjuring movies. 35% said public speaking. That's a very specific fear. I tried to choose a horror movie that people had seen recently. Uh, 35% said public speaking, and 57% said snakes. Jordan, which of those four scares you the most? The snakes are nasty. I would never... I don't think I would ever hold a snake. Like, do you remember when sometimes yeah, they would bring that stuff to yeah. school? Oh, I'd be a far, far away from that. No, thank you. Snakes, spiders, creepy collars. No, thank you. Uh, for me, it's the Conjuring movies. Yeah, that was scary. Um, Other than that, uh, I did a Who Wore It Best mark uh, with the sunglasses last week and Will Smith and Wild Wild West. Uh, Results are inconclusive. I gotta, I gotta say, Mark probably. Uh, And then this was interesting. Someone got confused and they tagged us. uh, uh, (laughs) I saw this today. (laughs) (laughs) SK Home and Designs and Remodeling won a Who's 2019 award uh, uh, as a winner of best of who's 2019 uh, customer service category and they tagged us and then i told them how happy i was for them and they said thank you so um, <laughs> just hey, generous you know, i don't know what hey, this is a part of our generosity movement it's continued on into january and, uh, we'll, we'll we're gonna make it a year-long thing and i hope yeah. more people wrongly include us in their twitter threads i mean i think home and podcast is probably probably the best name you can have for a home improvement podcast uh right. definitely better than other names out there for sure but uh when you do that you do get a lot of the actual home improvement uh renovation kind of stuff that comes in we get a lot of like we get followed by like random <laughs> hardware stores uh yeah if we had a mailbag segment for all the home improvement questions that we get as far as fixing things yeah. or replacing carpet whew. I know. Crazy. We'd have a show. Yeah, we would. Uh, other than that, yeah, nothing nothing new. So follow us. Uh, join in on the fun. Join in on the fun. Adam, what kind of fun do you have for the question of the week? Jordan, I'm going to recycle a question we haven't asked any, in quite a while. But uh, what are you reading right now? What's uh, what, are you, what are you taking in via, via the old uh, uh, book front? I don't know. <laughs>
can't think of what to say. <laughs> 50 minutes. We're there. All right, let's finish. The old book uh, front. George, what are you doing there? I've been working my way through for a very long time. I don't know what the deal is. I can't seem to finish this book. Maybe it's one of those books that I need to just close. But it is uh, a sequel to... Um, boy, what's the first one called? Hold on. It's the sequel to the Old Testament called the New Testament. <laughs> New Testament. Well, I'm always reading that. But uh, this one is the sequel to The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter. Uh, this one's okay. called... European travels, European travels of monstrous gentlewomen. It's a mouthful if you, <laughs> if you ever heard it, but it's basically a story by Theodora Goss, and she takes like all of the famous um, British like classic ca- characters, like Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde and Van Helsing, and she kind of weaves in a plot with them and all of their daughters and. All this kind of stuff. So it, it's very... Uh, Sherlock Holmes is in it as well, and Watson, and all that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting fantasy jaunt, you could say. Uh, this one is quite a bit longer. The first one was, I don't know, maybe like 400 pages. This one's 700 pages. So that's why it's taken me so long to get through. But I'm also waiting for The Minimalist Home, uh, a book by Joshua Becker that I'm currently on the wait list for. So I'm excited for that one coming up. Adam? Sorry, you... I fell, sorry, I fell asleep there. Uh... I don't blame you. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to finish this one. I got about 100 pages left, but it's it's taken a long time. Isn't that the worst when you put like you're like 75 percent through a book, you put all this time into it, and you genuinely don't care what happens? I feel like that's a bad situation. You know, so part of it's I'm enjoying, but you know, when you get a page or a book that's 700 pages, I feel like the editor could have maybe stepped in a little bit there. But I can't what tell a... if what you describe sounds cool or sounds like the lamest thing in the world. When you explained it, I went through kind of both. I was like, oh, I could see myself enjoying that. And then I also thought, man, this sounds like awful kind of fan fiction. So I don't know. Uh, inconclusive, I guess. Jordan, I'm reading uh, Hell's Angels, which is uh, Hunter S. Thompson chronicling the Hell's Angels motorcycle gang from the mid-60s. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I've had trouble. I uh, really, I was reading a Stephen King book that just took me months to get through uh I was busy with the move and so on, but I just wasn't in the reading spirit. But I finally got that done, and I'm enjoying this one. And uh, I, I have another uh, film-centric book on the way that's going to cover uh, The Bonfire of Vanities, which is a, a big-time flop from the early 90s, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's about it. Yeah, Hell's Angels, good stuff. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson, uh, good writer. Hot take, there you go. <laughs> wow, yeah. you're uh, taking some chances there, I tell you what. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... Uh, uh, out on the fiction right now, so trying, trying some NF. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk what uh, we're covering next week. Next week, we are covering. Yeah, I the, the title of the episode is I on Tim. Spell that. E Y E O N. I was hoping it was I O N, and he was talking like a second book, but it's all about molecules. <laughs> I'm not really here. Uh, uh, nope, I don't know what it's about, but we're going to find out in about a week, so get ready for that one. Friggin' excited, man. All right, well, Jordan, it's been a pleasure uh, joining you, and I'm sure you've also had a good time joining me. Uh, and I guess don't I be so say, sure. I guess I should say, take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.